house flipping house flipping house flipping house flipping house flipping HQ podcast this 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 is the house flipping HQ podcast let's get flipping with your host Justin Williams hey hey what is going on everybody Hope you guys are all doing amazing, having an amazing week. Uh, so today we are going to continue with part two. If you have not listened to last week's week's episode, go ahead and do that now. It is part one of the uh, recording from a local real estate investment club that I recently spoke at, SDIC. So go check it out first and then check this part out. This is part two, the continuation of Are You Asking the Right Questions? Here we go. You have to have good sales skills on, on the backside, right? So this and any business only has to do with, there's only three things involved. Lead generation, lead conversion, and then in real estate, it's increasing your average profit per deal. In other businesses, it would be fulfillment and then increasing your average cost per customer. Does that make sense? Okay. So in real estate, lead generation, it's all the marketing and like, just that is less important than building the machine, I'm telling you right now. Once you have the machine built out, you can almost throw most marketing mechanisms into them and it will, the numbers will make sense, okay? Like it all works over time if you have the right machine, okay? And you can geek out on the marketing, but it works. Um, so lead conversion, that has to do with answering the call live, like I mentioned. So you got all the marketing, right? Answering the call live, making sure you have a good salesperson, um, that not only goes to the deals, but they're following up, they're a follow-up machine. Okay. Cause there are some sales guys that, and once again, I'm not, there's nothing, yeah, anyway, they, they're lazy. They don't follow up. They just want to like oh, that one's like a golden lead. I'm, they don't go to like all the leads, right? Um, I would say on average, each acquisitions person, otherwise the person who's going to the leads, can probably handle about 12 appointments per week. That's kind of the number that we've kind of come up with in our, in our high-level group. More than that, they kind of start, like you kind of want another guy as well, or girl. Um, because they're doing follow-up and they've got all kinds of other leads and, and stuff like that. So you want to make sure they're not maxed out. And what will happen is they'll just kind of like scrape the cream off the top. But then you realize you're missing a whole lot of, lot of other people as well. At least one-third of your profit, my friend Doug Van Soost <clears throat> made over a million dollars last year. $333,000 of that came from his long-term automatic follow-up system. Okay, we talked about leverage. You want to leverage money, you want to leverage people, you want to leverage technology. So this isn't even the basic follow-up. Like you should take the calls live, make sure you can close on the deals when someone goes to the appointment. Um, and then you want basic follow-up for like 30 days at least where, where you're calling and all this stuff. So he came up with this sequence of text blasting, voicemail blasting, email automation that he put everyone into that is a, like a dead lead. Like most investors, pff, throw it in the garbage. This is a waste of time. 
This person's never going to sell their house. They're not motivated. <clears throat> I'm getting rid of this lead, right? He made an extra $333,000 on those leads, those garbage leads. What do you think that did to help his machine? Let him keep going. I think he had um, this, this automated follow-up system. He had it going for like two, two and a half years or something like that. And it started off at the beginning where it was like they were contacted every week and then it went down to like every two weeks and every three and every month. And eventually, people are either going to eventually sell their house or die or what else? I mean, or what would you say? <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, but even then, those people will still sell their house at one point. Um, okay, another part of the machine that has to do with increasing your average profit per deal. So who knows much about the story about my brother, Stephen? A few years ago when I first started my podcast, like a few months after I started it, he started listening to it. He was selling insurance at the time and not making anything. Um, he just got married, had a baby on the way, and like literally was struggling big time. And this guy, like, he's always made it by. He's that kid that always made it by, and he could go on like a cruise as that bachelor every once in a while and this stuff. Like, man, he always makes it by, but he never had any extra money. But now he had a family. So he had to, like, <laughs> had a little more expenses, had to have a little savings. You know, his, his wife wasn't quite as, like, just make it whatever like he was. So he calls me up, and he's like, bro, I want to I learn how to flip and wholesale houses. I've been listening to your podcast. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> you don't want to do this. Because I've been doing it long enough. I've been teaching people long enough to know that, not everybody makes it happen, let's be honest, right? In any business, like, not everybody, people, they just don't take action. And the funny thing is, like, I knew exactly what he needed to do to succeed, and if he did it long enough over a long enough period of time, I knew he would succeed, but I didn't think he would do it, to tell you the truth. And I didn't want to be responsible for him not succeeding. I didn't want his wife to blame him. I don't, you know, I was like, so I tried to talk him out of it. He's like, I'm doing it anyway with or without your help. So I'm like, okay, fine. Um, so he got going, and, and I said, look, like when you get a deal, don't worry about it. I'll be your buyer. Like you, don't, you only need one buyer. I, I'll buy every house that's a good deal that you bring to me. Which is, there's a lot of truth to that. You only really need one buyer who will buy. And I was a good buyer. I wasn't like, pennies on the dollar. I'm going to, you know, squeeze everything. No, I like paid, paid well. And I said, so don't worry about building a buyer's list. But he didn't listen to me. That's the best thing he did in that case. Um... He started building a buyer's list, but he, so he finally got his first deal after 90 days. Uh, I was like, oh man, like it took him, after month one, we were kind of, we were like, okay, it's month one. Month two, we started to sweat. 90 days went by, and literally on day 91, he calls me up, bro, I think I got a deal. You know, those, those dumb bandit signs you've been telling me to put out, like, like a few people have called me, someone actually called me, and like, they're really motivated, like, I think this is the one, I'm like, okay, we'll see, whatever. He's like, okay, I'm going to go get this, I'm like, yeah, whatever. He goes, signs it up right there. Right? And those, those come along. You're going to get ones that are super motivated and they're ready to go, and you're like, oh my gosh. Um, so right away, I paid him 10 grand for that house. And then when we sold it, we did so well. We made like 42000 It was only like a $100,000 investment. So those are great numbers if you guys are familiar with returns. And so I paid him another five. Um, I said, if we do well, we'll pay you more. And we just killed it, right? So anyway, I bought another one from him. Um, and then he, he called me with one, and it wasn't that great. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't work for me. Uh, and then he kind of like, he called me once in a while, but not very much. 
So I was worried for him. I was like, hey, are things not going so well? This was like a couple months, few months, three months later. And he's like, no, things are going really well. I'm like, I haven't heard from you. <laughs> What's going on, man? He's like, oh, I just been selling my houses to other people. I'm like, what, dude? I'm your brother, man. I taught you everything you know. He's like, you don't pay enough. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, you don't pay enough. I'm like, well, you haven't even called me. He's like, well, because you didn't buy that one. I'm like, well, that, it wasn't, wasn't a deal. He's like, bro, I made 12 grand on that deal. I'm like, what? That guy's an idiot, you know? <laughs> but he was, he was building up his buyer's list. And he grew, like, very quickly, like, one of the largest buyer's lists in, in, in Utah, in, in the industry. And he ruled because he could work with any wholesale. Like, he, he made the rules, basically. Um, on every deal that I was paying him, like, he was making another ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000. And he was able to make money on deals that I wasn't willing to buy from him. And then other wholesalers who had deals... He would send out to his list and they would split the profit. Or they would pay him $5,000 just to send out the stinking email. It's called a solo blast. I've paid people ten dollars to $12,000 to send out emails for me. Just to send out the email, regardless of the outcome. A buyer's list. So, a solo blast. I don't, I don't know if they call it that in the investing industry, in the online market industry. That's what, they, that's what they call it. When someone sends out an email for you, they have an email list and they send that out for you. That's what they call it. Yeah. So you're buying access to their resources of, of buyers. Is that why you're paying them that much money to send out an email? Yes. And that's another thing. Like, if you don't have a buyers list right now, like, come to places like this, you'll find a lot of buyers. But hook up with someone who has a buyers list. Like, another thing that, invest, that millionaire investors um, do that I've noticed, there's a lot of people who have this fear about giving. They have a fear of loss, I think. And so they're so afraid to give something to someone. Whether it's an agent commission or paying a contractor so they're out there swinging the hammer themselves, or whether it's like paying someone $12 an hour because they feel like they're losing that. Or a coach or a mentor or, or whatever. Like, no, oh, we've been trained. Like, that's losing money. And millionaire investors think totally different. They think that's how I make money, right? That person is making me this much money. Does that make sense? Um, so, so yeah, don't be afraid to team up with someone in the beginning who has a huge buyer's list. And then you get a deal that might even be like mediocre to most, but maybe there's a landlord out there or a, a retail homeowner or someone who wants a house in that market and the market, they can't like get it on, on the MLS and they might pay you way more than you thought you could ever get paid, right? And eventually over time you can build your own buyer. So what do you think would happen and this is how most millionaire investors, most of my high-level coaching students run their business. What do you think would happen if you had someone who's answering the calls live all day, every day, like you never missed a call live and they knew what they were doing? You had someone going out to the appointments quickly when it makes sense for the, the, seller, the, the seller and followed up really well and knew how to negotiate and was a good, great salesperson. They built rapport. They did all that stuff. They were really good with follow-up. You have a killer follow-up system. You have a killer buyer's list. You have a rock-solid dispositions person. High-level investors also have someone who, if they're a wholesaler, for example, that, that sells the houses for them. And they're great at negotiating and sells on the back end. Something that Andy did about a year ago that helped him make an average of about $4,000 on every deal he did, which if you do the math, 
if you're doing 25 to 30 houses a month, an extra four grand, that's, that's pretty good, um, was they just went to or best offer, right? Before they were naming a price and the first person who got it, got it. And they're like, you know, a lot of people are calling us later and like, oh, I wish I could have bought it. So now they wait, they wait like a day or day or two if they're getting a lot of response and they try to bid people up. I hate it because I'm a rehabber. I used to hate those kinds of wholesalers, but now that I'm coaching, I have to do what's best for my clients. And I've come to realize they can make a whole heck of a lot more money. And he who can spend the most money wins in business every time. And how can you spend the most money? By making the most money. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I said you gotta you gotta find the the entry and what might that be for anyone, right? Like I said, I didn't start with anything. You know, I didn't start with a dang thing. But I went out there and I went to my first seminar. It was like another language to me. I had no idea what they were talking about. I'm like, subject to the who, what, like, short sell, R-E-O. And then they told me what it stood for. I'm like, oh, I still didn't know what it meant. Real estate owned. Okay, that makes a lot of sense, right? Like, none of this stuff made any sense to me. But you know how long it took me to take action when I got back? Right a dang way, right? Like, day one, my wife and I wrote down on this big, huge piece of paper, as big as this, like everything that we had learned. And they were like, oh, where do we start? And we went through, we numbered what we thought was like top priority. And we're like, well, where do we start now? Let's start with number one. I didn't worry about number two, three, four, none of that. Until I worried about number one. Number one was getting a deal under contract. <laughs> this was before I started creating systems and all this, right? It's like, I'm going to get a deal. Like, I did not care what it took. I had no choice. I already had this failed business. Like, I didn't have a degree. I didn't have, like, my pride was on the line. I went out and I knocked doors like a madman. And my wife was like, what the heck are you going to say? It was like day two when I got back from the seminar. She's like, what are you going to say? I'm like, I have no idea. <laughs> but I'm sure something will come out when they answer the door. That's how I started. I just failed quickly. And when I say fail, once again, it's because I didn't really know what I didn't know, but I got over that as quickly as I possibly could. With, with Nick, I mean, how much training did we really do? With, did I bring you into my office and like, now say this and do this? And what I tell you, I want you to do. I want you to fail as quick as you possibly can so we can get over that. And you're still going to fail a lot along the way, but just take action. Don't be worried about it. Don't worry about, oh, what if I sound dumb or what are people going to think? I'm like, just get out there and get your hands dirty because you will never, there is this secret <laughs> code, if you will, amongst action takers. That I remember, for example, I went and heard Mike Cantu speak that first time. And then I heard him speak like a year later after I had taken all kinds of action. And the thing, he taught the exact same thing at that, that meeting. But the things I heard, totally different. I was like, ah, I get it now. I get it, because you've been there. You know how you can like, anyone who's been through a certain experience, whether someone's been in the armed forces, or um, you know, I, for my church I served a mission, or if you had kids, or, or whatever experience it is that you've gone through, you can bond with that person, right? Because you know that they, they kind of get you because they've been through that. It's the same thing in real estate. I used to have this thing in my, my community, my online community, 
called the, the Offer Club. I even wrote a song about it if you guys listen to the podcast. And it's like my only goal for people who are new, just make a dang offer. Because <laughs> I swear 90% of would-be investors won't even, don't even make an offer on a house because there's like 10 different things you have to go through to actually make that offer. Right? You have to kind of learn how to analyze properties. You got to how to get all the paperwork. You got to talk to either an agent or a seller or somebody. And then you got to have the guts to do it. But once you get over that hump, it's like, okay, I made an offer. Like, who cares if it gets accepted or not? You made it. Like, you got over that fear. And then eventually you make several offers and you fail and you learn and you, oh, you learn from this thing and that thing and you're embarrassed and blah, 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 blah. I mean, how long do people go to school? They get paid nothing. They pay money to spend years learning from someone making a low income. Ah! Anyway. And they don't make money from that, but they don't consider themselves a failure. They're celebrating. Right? It's like, yeah, I made no money. I paid you lots of money. Right? Because the perception. So if you look at real estate the same way, like if you think, if you took crazy massive action, now, heaven forbid, if you have to do this for four years and you're taking action and, and not, anyway, that's a problem, right? That's not going to happen. But if you took crazy massive action for four years, like what do you think is going to happen in this business? <clears throat> Sometimes I wish I could just like force people just to listen to me 100%, right? And that's why I do coaching because when people pay, they pay attention, right? Um, <clears throat> but if the people who do listen, eventually they succeed. Did I tell you guys about the biggest flipping failure challenge I did? So I have this challenge called the biggest flipping failure challenge that I did when I first started educating because at first I thought, I'm just gonna teach these people what to do, they're all gonna go do it and, and it's gonna be awesome. But I realized like, like I'm telling them to do this thing and they're, they're not doing it. I don't, I don't get it, right? Like the ones that are, are succeeding, but why aren't they doing it? And they keep asking the same questions. Like, well, go do what I told you to do first and then ask questions, right? They're not doing it. So I'm like, okay, screw the making money, forget about getting deals, I don't care about any of that. Don't worry about the result. We changed the rules. We said the only goal, you are successful, because if you go to school, you're successful just for going to school, right? So you are successful just by doing, and I came up with a list of things that I knew I was tricking them. I knew if they did these things, they would get deals eventually if they kept doing them, but I changed the game to where their only goal was to take the actions that I knew they had to take to get to the end result. But if they were just trying to get to the end result, they would never get there because they would get in their head. And so I made the reward taking the action. And they got points based off of doing all these things. Knocking doors, putting out banner signs. I said, you don't have to do it. And so they had to start thinking of how can I get other people to get points for me, right? So it's kind of this cool thing. They started building out their business. And the crazy thing is, is that I did it uh, one year and I did another year. And each time I look at the people now that won, like one is brand new, brand spanking new. And the other one had a little bit of business. Both of those guys are like high six-figure income earners right now. And one's like about to join like my seven-figure flipping group. Um, it's pretty cool, right? They started to see the results because they took the actions to get there. Consistent and persistent actions over a long period of time. I don't care if you're talking about your health, business, family, anything. That's what gets you there. So many people, they get like shiny, oh man, I'm gonna do this thing. And like, they get really excited, right? MLMs, right? <laughs> they go do this thing, it's gonna make me rich. 
they do it for like a month, and they just like slowly, like eh, slowly fade away, you know? Consistent and persistent actions. There's a million ways to make a million dollars. Consistent and persistent actions. Surround yourself with the people who have been there. A lot of people in my group say, I have no original thoughts. <laughs> I mean, I know it's kind of sad, like in this business, there's no original thoughts. I don't need to. When you go to my high-level groups, someone asks a question, and you have like 10 people shout out, oh, use this, do this, this way, blah, 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 this is how we do it. Here's a document we use. And they say, thank you, thank you, thank you. And boom, their businesses like explode. Because we copy each other. This business is so cool because I'm like, you're not going to go to like Facebook and be like, hey, or Apple, hey, like, tell me exactly your business plan, how you do it, what you're doing, like, when's the new phone call, like all this stuff. But in real estate, you can do that because there's so much opportunity, right? And there's so many ways to work together. Um, so it's pretty cool. How are we on time? I want to show you guys a couple videos. I, I believe one of the biggest ways to, um, that allow us to be successful, oh, my wife was foxing me, you guys want to listen, I'm just kidding. One of the biggest things that help us become successful is by being around other successful people. Would you guys all agree? I think people know that. And what are, the, what are the reasons why that happens? Anybody? Networking, okay, what? Similar mindset, Similar mindset. okay. Encouragement. Encouragement. Reinforcement. Competition. Competition, yeah, that's a good one. Like a lot of people don't think of that. That's huge in my group. Because people get up and they share what they're doing and what they did last time and the people know what they did last time and they're like where they're at now. It is crazy how like we come up with excuses, like, and, and whether we admit it or not, I come up with excuses, we all come up with excuses all the time, right? But it's interesting how that changes. You find a way to make it happen, because we, we care a lot about our pride, man, I tell you what. You find a way to make it happen when you know you're going to be accountable to other people, right? What was that? Who else said one? I think this is kind of, like, crazy, this is kind of woo-woo, but, like, I believe it to be super true. I think your brain, like, literally like changes when you're around high-level thinkers. I recently, a few months ago, was invited to um, a high-level mastermind meeting with, with Russell Brunson. And this was like the highest. I mean, I've always been in the masterminds. And it's all like my level of mastermind group has always continuously been ra ra raised. And this, this mastermind, he's a friend of mine. But it was, it was $10,000 for, for two and a half days for, for one meeting. Who would pay that for a master, for, for one meeting? Most people probably would say, right, someone raise their hand, okay. Most people are probably like, heck no. That was the fastest 10 grand I ever spent in my life. It could have been 20 grand, right? I was like, heck yes, like, take, I was like, take, take my money now, take it, right? Um, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people that'll charge you a lot of money that will send you to like a call center where you're learning from someone in a notebook, that's different. But the return on your education is far and wide the best return you will ever get in your life as long as you make sure you're not going with one of those scammy guys, right? Okay. Um, so I go to this mastermind, and the average person there was making $20 million. That was kind of on the lower end. I was like the small fish in the pond at that meeting, which was crazy, right? Because I go to my events and places like this, and everyone's like, oh, wow, you know, you're making you know, seven figures and pushing eight figures and all this stuff. But like, I go there, and I was the small fish. When I went to that meeting, my goal was to get to the point where I was making a million dollars a month, which I think will hit that next year. When I left that meeting, what do you think my goal was? 
<laughs> 100 million, right? And, and I said the average was 20 million. There were people doing 100 million there. And one guy worked with like billionaire businesses and, and someone said something that really stood out. They said, you know, the only difference between a $100,000 a year business and a $100 million business is the way you go about it, the things you do. <laughs> I'm like, huh, you know? Um, anyway, it's just, it just really powerful. But I, I left that meeting and I learned a lot of things, but I thought about it and I'm like, why am I leaving feeling like, oh, I'm gonna build a $100 million business. And don't get me wrong, I don't wanna do it like next year like, or anything crazy like that. It'll be over a few years. But I was like, it wasn't like anyone like told me this strategy that is gonna get me to 100 million. But my brain changed. I felt different. Like, I'm, like I felt very confident and I still feel very confident, right, Nick? That, <laughs> that I will get to that number. Isn't that crazy? Like, a lot of you, like, it just, like, seems so, like, crazy. Like, it seemed crazy to me literally a few months ago. But I was around this group, and it changed. And I see the same people go to my high-level events, and they change. Like, when people, even, like, Flippacking Live, when people came last year, they changed. Like, when they leave, they, they changed. Justin, yes? I won't. I probably won't. I probably won't. So that's important to, to realize. And people are like, well, why do you want to get there? A lot of times people ask me that. And I believe that we all, especially as entrepreneurs, have this thing inside us where we need to constantly be growing and progressing. I believe the person I have to become to get there, so in that way I'll be more fulfilled. The person I have to become to get there is is someone different. I will be able to help more people. Yes, the more people I help become millionaires and are successful, the, the better, that, that's, that's the only way I'll get there. I'll be able to, I'll have to help more people to get there. Um, I'll have to have more people on my team, which is very fulfilling to me. Um, and then it gives you the opportunity to, help. I, I would love right now, get a little emotional when I talk about this, like with the hurricanes and things are going on, like I can't totally fathom what it'd be like to be going through that, especially if I know people who demolish their portfolio and they don't have insurance, right? Man, like I would love to be able to put a hundred million towards helping the victims of, of those hurricanes and who even knows what's gonna happen in Florida. I've got some students who are just, they have like nine rehabs that they're working on right now and they're like, man, we could be toast, right? And I don't believe in game over ever. I believe I've had lots of ups and downs in my life. Um, I believe our forefathers were inspired from God to the way that they created the laws that we have. And I'm not encouraging bankruptcy, and I know some people misuse it, but we, it's a blessing in some ways because it allows entrepreneurs to take a risk. We live in a country... Listen to this, right? Like, I know no one wants to file bankruptcy. That's not the goal. Because you feel, once again, more like, ah. Oh. We live in a country where it's like, you can put it all on the line and take all the risk becoming a millionaire and do it. And if it doesn't work out, do you go to prison? Like, do you have to, like, because you can't pay people? No, like, you don't. You get a do-over. And I know, like, some people take advantage of that and, and whatnot. And I'm grateful I've never had to be in that position. But it's like you get a do-over because you know what? You went for it. And they were, you were rewarded for, for going for it. It's pretty crazy. If it doesn't work out, the government just takes care of you anyway. It's great. I'm just kidding. Yeah. 
we're encouraged to go outside of the state, you know, Texas, where, where these tragedies are happening, and it's our chaos and mayhem. We can take advantage of that. And um, how do we? Do you just insure, insure, insure? Like, do you insure? What's that? Folks, those folks that have employees there. Do you not insure each property that you get? So. Oh, I mean, that, that's a whole nother. That's a whole other discussion, right? Um, here's the deal, right? There, you guys have all heard of the black swan, right? If you live your life, and a lot of people live their life like this, worried about the black swan, which is really a situation that you can't totally control, you won't be living a life at all. You know what I mean? Those people that have a hurdle to go over, I believe challenges make us stronger. Um, they're not fun when you're going through it. <laughs> And I believe it also, like, look at all the people that are coming together right now. And when 9-11 happened, like, the worst tragedy ever, but how much did we come together, right? Um, I don't understand everything, you know? Uh, I know we're getting kind of a little deep here, but um, I believe, you know, there's a purpose for things, and not that God makes them happen, but they happen, and, and somehow we become stronger through them, right? But having that been said, like, I think the question is, if I have a rental property and I can't cash flow it, if I have insurance on it, I'm probably not going to get insurance, right? But if you have a bank loan, once again, like, then they're going to have to cover some of that. They're taking on some of that risk as well. So it's kind of like your partner's in that. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, I, I, wanna, I, would, I would insure when you can, but like, I don't know the numbers for like earthquake insurance, but I think it's pretty insane, right? I think it's pretty high if anyone's checked that out. So. Anyway, you just gotta do, work your numbers and do what makes sense. Um, will there probably be a lot more people that get that kind of insurance? Yeah, but. Yeah, you're right. It'll probably go right. It'll probably go away. Because, yeah, anyway, that, that's a whole other deep discussion. But that, no, no, so. Um, we gotta end right at nine, right? Is that what you, you guys said? Yeah, keep on going. You're good. We gotta end at nine? Another hour. Another hour? <laughs> So, you know, I had a couple videos I want to show you, but we don't need to show them. That's fine. Um, well, I don't think we have time. It's like 10 minutes long. Well, can we? We can go a little bit over. Oh, we can go a little. Okay, let's show, let's show at least one of them. Maybe we'll show a few if we can. Okay. I thought we'd be out at 9, but we have to be done by 9. Anyway, okay, okay. Do you want to pull that up? So, uh, something that really helps me is when I see me get to know, like, other um, investors who have uh, other successful business people because the crazy thing is is like they're just normal people I remember as a kid thinking like oh my gosh people who succeed in business like they're just like oh right they're just normal people um, so I want I want to show you this video this guy named Bill his name's Bill Allen and two years ago he had only been doing this business a couple, he'll kind of explain that. He's only been doing it a couple years and he only done like two deals a year. And then last year, um, he did a lot of deals. I'll, I don't want to ruin the, the video, but you'll see what he did last year and then I'll tell you what he's going to do this year. This is, this is last year at Flip Packing Live at my event, what we do in San Diego. So like Justin said, um, I just picked up my family and moved to Nashville uh, for a very short period of time. So we have some personal things going on. Um, my wife, I'm here and my wife is going to have a baby in three weeks. Uh, so she's probably not the happiest person with me right now. 
But I really, this, this really means a lot to me and, and meeting with all these guys the, the last three days is important to me and my business and talking to you guys is important to me too. So I told her, I think I just need to come here and do this and you guys will be fine and we have support and, and I'll be home soon. So on Wednesday, we got in a car and we, uh, a 26 foot moving truck and we moved to Nashville, Tennessee um, so she could have the baby at Vanderbilt University. And then um, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it but our baby has a heart defect so um, we'll have to have some open heart surgery for him uh, quickly after birth. So we went to, sorry, we went to Nashville and um, we'll have that surgery. And then we might move back to Pensacola, Florida, which is where we live now, um, or we might stay there, I'm not sure. So um, this is my son, Will, he's two years old, and that's my wife, Lucy, on the right. So that, that's why I do all this stuff. I want to take myself kind of out of the business and spend more time with him. And that's... I'll talk about starting with the end in mind, but that was the end in mind of my business. I wanted to be out, and I wanted to spend more time with them, and I wanted to just kind of do whatever we wanted to do, travel, um, and enjoy my, my time with my sons. Uh, next, when the weather's good, I fly for 10 to 12 hours a day right now. Um, I'm a, I got typically two flights with students. I'm a flight instructor at Pensacola, Florida, and I spend a lot of time in the airplane. So... Um, you can see that if I'm working 10 to 12 hours a day, I don't really have time to answer the phone or go on appointments or sign contracts and stuff. Um, so th that was my helicopter. We were, uh, I flew out here in San Diego, North Island, uh, for four years, and then I was a flight instructor down in Pensacola. I went to England to become a test pilot. Uh, I went to school there, met my wife. I was a test pilot in Pax River for two years, flying H-60s, and uh, now I'm back down flying the single-engine airplanes in Pensacola, Florida as an instructor for the second tour. Um, that's pretty much it. It's a fun job. Uh, so I don't want to give this up. Uh, you know, I, I love doing real estate and I love uh, what we're doing, but I really love to fly too. So um, I'd like to get both, which is why I did this. All right, 2014. So I'll give you a quick background of where I was and where I am now. So uh, we did our first flip in 2014. I actually meant it to be a rental. I bought it off the foreclosure auction. Um, I think it was HubZoo that we bought it. And uh, it was just me. Um, Bought it, I was gonna rent it out, refinance it, and try to buy more and more rentals. Um, it worked out so well, the market, it was telling me, hey, you're gonna make some money on this house, so I tr just, just try to decided to try to sell it so I could buy another rental because I kind of was running out of cash at that time. Um, and I also, yeah, we made $43,000 on that house. It was, it was a great deal, but I, I was a, this was in Maryland. I was a, um, at the test squadron and I was going back and forth uh, like at lunch break, I'd go back, check on the house, and then I'd go back to the squadron and fly in the afternoon, write a report at night. Next morning on my way to work, I'd drive by the house, check on it, make sure the contractors are doing And repeat that just about every day. Um, so I was working a lot on this house is pretty much all I could do and the, you know, 70, 80 hours of work I was doing with my full-time job. Uh, 2015 um, was my second flip. Um, I, we moved to Florida, I moved to Pensacola, Florida from Maryland, and I was looking for property for like six months. Yeah, I, I couldn't find a deal on the MLS when I got there. The wholesalers weren't producing for me. I ended up stumbling onto uh, an estate sale. I was so frustrated, I almost quit. I was in my flight suit driving back from work, and I saw an estate sale sign. I turned right, I went to the house, talked to the son. Uh, the mom was still there, they were getting ready to move, and I just gave him my business card and told him what I did. And they called me a couple days later, and we worked out a deal, and I bought that house. Um, it, I was seriously uh, to the point where I was getting so frustrated that I just said, I, I don't know if, this, if I want to keep doing this, spending time away from my family, looking for properties. Uh, so uh, we bought that house, and this house, I was there two, day, two times a day. I couldn't find a contractor. I was doing it myself. 
Um, I subbed everything out. I was there in, on the way to work and I was there on the, home, on the way home from work. Fortunately, it was on my route to and from work. Um, and this, it took, it was a $95,000 renovation. So it took, it took me about four months and I was doing it. It was all I did. Um, we made a good profit on it, but at that, that's the time that I realized, I said, there, I gotta do something different. I can't, I can't keep spending all my time. We, we bought the house, we renovated the house, then we sold the house. And right when it went on the market, I said, where's the next deal? Like, I, I don't have another property. So as this one's selling, I'm looking for the next one. And it, then it was another gap of four to five months, and I, I didn't, still didn't have a property. I couldn't find another one. So it, it wasn't, just wasn't scalable with me doing all this stuff. Uh, so what have I done in 2016 so far? Um, we're at, at flip number 17 right now in 2016, and I have three more in the pipeline already. And so now I've just, we can talk about how I got there, but the difference is astronomical in what I was doing before. And now the deals just come down the conveyor belt and I just pick them off as I want them. If we, if we don't have one and we need one, uh, we'll take it. If we, have too much, we don't have enough money and we, we don't want to flip the next one, we, we'll sell it off to somebody else. So it's, the difference is unbelievable in how I've gotten to this point and how we built this machine to bring leads in. It's, it's all about that. I'm not scrambling to find where the next deal is. In fact, I'm going, how do I find the money for the next deal? Like, can I even, can we do another one? Can we do another one? I could just take more and more and more. Um, it, it's, it's fantastic. Um, 50 wholesale deals. So this is, this is where about my, my 70 deals will come from this year. Um, we've got about, we've done about 40 that we have in the pipeline right now. And we'll, we're, you'll see kind of where we're at and where we're on track to do. But I, we'll have no problem hitting these projections this year, I think. Next. That's what I'm looking at for gross this year, uh, 43,000, 45,000, and we basically 10x'd it. So, um, and, and I, think this is, I think this is under projected. Yeah. So here's me by myself. Uh, tried to do this on my own for two years. I struggled, I almost quit, no deal flow. Um, like I talked about, I got a deal, we rehabbed it, and then we just, I said, where, where's it gonna come from? Andy's gonna talk to you after me. And I wonder if he's gonna mention the conversation that I had with him. And if he is, I'm not gonna talk about it. But it's, it's pretty funny. I, I tried to t find the clip. I tried to, the first conversation I ever had with Andy was, if looking back on it, it's just hilarious. I can't believe I said those things. Like, and, and Becca's a friend of mine and she came into the group and she told me the other day, she said, you know, remember you told me not to do all this stuff that you're telling me to do right now? I said, yeah, I remember that. But not well. This is big for me. This is one of my favorite sayings. I try to start with the end in mind. So I saw Andy's business and Mike and Mike's business in January and I said, I want to do that. So how do I reverse engineer it so I can do it faster and maybe I can do it, maybe I can find a way to do it better. Like if I can take something from them and something from over here and something and put it all in, in the pot and how can I do that and, and reverse engineer that, that business. Um, like I said, I have no original thoughts are in my head in real estate. I have some other places, but not like in real estate. I don't feel like I don't have to be um, real creative. I can just take what other people are doing and, and try to combine the best things. The mentality shift. Um, for me, when I came in and talked to Andy, I, I'd, I only wanted to, I was like, I just need like a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, you know, a year. I just want to, and I, that's, that's really all I, all I need or want, and as I started doing this, I started seeing all the, 
all the effect that we have on the people that work for us or with us and, and all the people that we're helping out there with their houses and the buyers and sellers and stuff. And if it's a win-win-win, I mean, that's, that's my goal. So when you surround yourself with people that are doing incredible things and, uh, and doing more than you, I, I never want to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be the dumbest person in the room. I want to surround myself with people who are um, doing this at a different level because you know that you'll, you'll rise to that level and, and, and you'll do it too. Like there's, there's a little bit of competition there, but it's, I mean, being in this group and, and you guys in House Flipping Formula, if you are, or you're going to see that other people start doing things, you want to do them too, and you want to get there, and, you, and it'll drive you to do those things. So I, I see these other guys that are, that are killing it and doing more than me, and you know, I want to I be them. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to move myself up. So if you surround yourself with people, you'll do well. Uh, permission. Andy gave me permissions when I talked to him on the phone. He's like, I, I thought that there was like a glass ceiling of like $200,000 a year, $300,000 a year, or all the time you feel like, I can't do that. You know, he does that. I can't do that. If I, if I was sitting in the back room with you, right next to you, you you're just a normal guy. We'd just be talking to him. Andy and Justin, when I met them, I was like, these guys are just down to earth normal guys. There's nothing special about any of us. We can all be where they are. So, uh, but we all have kind of that, uh, no, I can't do that. What he's doing, I can't do it. We, 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 you can, okay? So give yourself permission. Action and implementation. Um, so taking action, uh, just thinking about it and saying, oh, maybe I'll do that tomorrow or next week. And just, just do it. But the speed of implementation is very important. I think if you ask anybody here, the, the reason that we have been so successful this year is because I'm very fast at things. I won't wait. Okay, take some action. We're going to show you how to do it. Um, you can either act, act or not. It's your choice. I mean, your chart can look like this just as easy as my can. So um, implement these things that you're going to be taught this week, um, and these guys are going to talk about what they're doing. And if you take that action, you'll, you'll be here as long as you commit to it. Great. Give Bill Allen a round of applause. <laughs> can you guys hear that okay? So Bill Allen, a couple years ago, had done like four deals. was doing two deals a year had a full-time job, working 10 to 12-hour days. He joined our, our program. Like, he wouldn't even make the cut today because you have to make at least six figures to join the seven-figure flipping program. But he, he joined. He, he just got after it. He did everything that Andy and I showed him and, and other people in the group. And um, last year, which was his first year in the program, he did 70 deals. Totally changed his life. Earlier this year, he quits his job. This year, he's on track to do over 150 deals. Now, he's not, he's not in San Diego, okay? Like, you guys only have to do, like, yeah, well, maybe a little more. But, yeah, depending on what deals you do, right? Uh, 30 deals to be where, where he's going to be, right? But did you hear him talking about, at first it was a struggle. I found the deal, and I was going to the house twice a day. Like, does some of this sound familiar? The thing I'm trying to preach to you, right? And then he's like, and then they just start coming off the conveyor belt. Because why? What did he build? He built a machine. Okay, now he's just putting more dirt in the machine and expanding it a little bit. Did the market get easier? No, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I've been doing this business for 10 years, and I've only heard people say they can't find any deals. Like, I kept waiting for a day where people are like, I can find deals now, it's easy, right? Like, <laughs> it's just funny, right? Like, we just come up with all these excuses, right? I don't, I don't think the market's harder. I think it's just... I don't know. It's just different. We just adapt to it, right? Um, but he, he, just, he just did it. And he had a full-time job. 
Did you hear him talk about his baby? Okay, his baby had a heart defect. And this was while we were at Flip Hacking Live. Like, we found out while he was in our community that he was going to have a baby with a heart defect, and we were able to support him at, at this event. And, you know, people contributed. It was really cool, and we matched. What, it was just it's part of the reason why I do this business, right? Um, so that was, that was really cool. But just, just a great guy. And I could show you, like, video after video of people who, uh, same thing, right? I thought, like, if there's any one of you out here today who's saying, yeah, but catch yourself. I can't do it because of blah, blah, blah. You know what? Whether you think you can do it or not, this is cliche, but you're right. Whether you think you can make a seven figure, let's start with high six. For what's your name? Bethany. Bethany. So she's not like, <gasps> you know. Whether you think you can do this at a high level or not, like you are right. Surround yourself with the right people who can help you get there. So there's something that, that I'd like to do. We started doing this event, Flip Hacking Live, last year. And I just had this thought, because I started the seven-figure flipping group, and I knew not everyone could, could join it. It's not, it's not cheap. It's a $25,000 program. And I will not let anyone in that program. I know that we can't at least 10x their investment. I'm not like those companies that get people to raise their credit card limits and take their life savings and sell them on a dream, and they've never even made an offer on a house. And then 90% of them don't do anything, and they send them to a call center. Like, I, that would be hard for me to feel good about myself. Does that make sense, right? Um, <laughs> so we're very selective with who we bring into this group. However, um, I wanted more people to have this similar experience. So I got together with some of these, these guys who were hitting these seven-figure incomes. I said, hey, how would you guys feel if once a year, you know, in, in San Diego, at least is where we've had it, um, we, we all come together. And for three days, can we come to these events? Like, we do not hold anything back at these seven-figure flipping events. That's one of the rules. You come and you share abundantly with everything. Because most investors will share, like, a lot of what they're doing. They withhold, like, kind of like that one little thing, you know? But at these seven-figure flippings, we don't allow that. I say, what if once a year, for three days, we get together, and my top students and coaches come and they just share everything? Uh, for, for people who aren't quite at that level but want to get there. And every once in a while I have someone that says, nah, I'm not willing to, but, but most people in, in, my, in my community are, are willing to do that. So we did it last year. Um, we sold out right before the event. This year we actually sold out literally within about three or four months um, of, of promoting it, which was in October. So we were sold out at the beginning of the year. And then last month, uh, my, my event coordinator calls me. I, she has a, sent me a box. I could, could play it, but it took me time to find it. Saying, I've got great news. They've given us a larger room. And you don't, we don't have to pay anything extra for it, which is awesome, because those rooms aren't, aren't cheap, as you guys probably know. But anyway. Um, so I was excited. I was bummed, because I wish I would have known before. And so we recently started selling some more tickets again, and we've sold a bunch of them. But we still have a lot left. People are traveling out through all over the country. My top students, who are all seven-figure flippers, um, are going to be speaking at this event, are going to be sharing everything with you. They're going to be doing roundtable presentations. Andy will be there. He's going to get up there and share everything he does in his business. 25 to 30 wholesale deals every month. None of these guys are professional speakers. They don't have anything to sell. This is not a pitch event. Um, you're like, well, Justin, you're trying to make money. Yet people, naturally, some of them will end up joining my coaching programs. That's cool. But there will be no, like, no one's going to get up there I will mention my programs while I'm there, but no one will be up there selling anything, okay? Our goal is to give back as much as we possibly can. So um, 
to join my high-level program is $25,000. This event, the value is at least $2,500. That's like, like I said, it could be a $10,000 event. And what I want to do with any tickets that we sell tonight, if you guys are okay with this, I want to donate all those proceeds to the victims of, um, of the hurricane. Cool. I, I, don't, I don't need it. The event's already been paid for through other tickets that we've sold. And I've just been praying about how can we uh, help those guys some more, and, and that's, that's what I want to do. So, um, so cool. So anyway, um, I will be here for questions. But yeah, if you guys are interested, here, here's the deal, too. If you're like, oh, I don't know if I can come or not, like, but you think you might want to come, go ahead and fill it out. And if you text me or email me like tomorrow morning or something, we won't run your, the transaction. And if you, for some reason, can't come, like, in the next week, let me know. We'll just give you a refund, right? Um, the poor people in, I'm just kidding, the hurricane. I'm, joking, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I, I believe in that there's a lot of ways that we can, uh, abundance, right? I believe you can help someone who's suffering from the hurricane, and you can benefit from that in, in a way as well. Cool. What's that? Be resourceful. All right, I think I think that's probably it, right? I mean, are, we, are we out of time? I don't mind more questions, but if we're out of time, any final burning questions you guys have? Come, I mean, seriously though, this event, like your your mind will be blown. Um, it will be. Uh, it's it's pretty incredible. You get all kinds of investors up there that are making seven figure incomes, and after you hear that enough and you hang out with them, because they will go to lunch with you. And they will hang out with you. That's the kind of people that these are, people are. Um, the first night we're going to do these roundtable, where all event, where all of my seven-figure members will be at roundtable and just a asking, answering questions and getting to know you and spending time with you. Yeah. I was just wondering, do you still do as part of your machine lower-level marketing like Amazon, or is it all in there? No, I mean, see, here's the thing, right? You have you have marketing the takes a lot of effort, and the marketing takes a lot of money, but you can actually hide, they're all related. Because bandit signs, for example, it might take a lot of time and effort, but it doesn't have to be my time and effort. So we have a complete bandit sign system, where it's like we hire you know, a couple people to put out bandit signs. We use an app called Simple Crew that they post like the, the, the bandit signs they're putting out. We pay them $3 for each sign they put out, and then the signs cost us so like $5 per sign, and we calculate it, and we're like, hey, we get this many calls, we turn that many calls into deals, and we make this much money from each deal. And I have my marketing guy oversees all that. So I'm at a point where I don't do anything, right? But work your way up to that, right? Maybe at first you just have someone who's putting up the signs for you, but you're overseeing them, making sure they do it. Yeah. So is the system essentially your team, your delegation of all these tasks, they do the work? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys ever watched the show The Profit, but it's like every business consists of um, product, people, and process, right? The product is real estate. Like, it's, we get to cheat. It's already been proven time and time and time again. I don't have to come up with this crazy idea of this, like, new startup I'm going to start, and it might work, or it might fail, or I might spend, like, a quarter million of Aunt Jenny's money and lose it all, right? Like, you don't have to do that. It's already been proven. You know how to do it. We know how it works. You can use leverage. Um, and then the, the, uh, the process is everything I've kind of talked about, and you can get in a lot more detail about that. I, mean, I could spend, that's why we spend three days talking about the event, right? It, 
it, it, it's, it takes time. That's why I have coaching programs where we, we dive into Because everyone's at a different level. Some people need to learn how to analyze deals. And like for, for my lower level program, which is just two grand, I spend five hours comping properties for people who need it. Not everybody needs that. But some people need that, right? Does that make sense? So it just depends on where you're at and the things that, that you need to learn. Um, did I answer your question? What was your question? <laughs> Yeah, okay. Essentially what the system is, it's the team, building a team. Yeah, so it's, pro yeah, and then process and then people. And then, I mean, people are amazing. Like, people always say it's hard to find good help. No, it's not. It's hard for people to um, be a good manager of that, I guess. I don't know, but it's not. Like, there's so much good help out there and people that will do amazing things. If you have the right process to plug them into if that makes sense. Absolutely. And I only say five hours a week because I want people to believe me. <laughs> but there came a point where I literally, some weeks was like, I didn't really do anything this week, you know? Um, but yeah, five hours, that's a good. But you know, it doesn't just start like that. Like it takes a little more time to, you gotta take a step back sometimes, to take 10 steps forward. And to build something might take a little bit of time and effort but then once it's built, or at least part of it is built, then you can start to step back a little bit. Does that make sense? And then eventually, I remember literally, like, so I'd give away a piece at a time, and then when I handed off the, the management of the contractors, because I was spending a lot of time doing that and like talking to agents, when I handed both of those pieces off, I remember waking up the next day, and it was actually after one day of like contractors still calling me and me, ah, I'm not answering their calls. But I remember waking up and I'm like, what do I do? It was the weirdest feeling. It's like, what do I do? So I figured out how to go buy more houses, and anyway, right? So it's pretty cool. So, well, real quick. You know, one of the things about Justin is he does. He gives everything away. And in fact, we have a gentleman in the room that I had a pleasure of meeting with the other day. Is it Scott, right? Scott, all he did was listen to your po your podcast. Awesome. And he, awesome, a, he flipped a house it. by listening to your podcast. Yeah. So awesome, man. Scott. <laughs> and <laughs> so awesome. Love it, that's man. just a testament to Justin and his education and his just willingness to give. And um, so we really appreciate you tonight, Justin, and uh, really appreciate you giving back as well. So thank you, thank you, man. Thank appreciate you so it. much. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Give, give these guys a round of applause. Like, seriously, <clears throat> to have this kind of education for, I mean, it's, it's pretty powerful. And this locally, it's, it's pretty awesome. But just like you, he didn't really do anything. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We're just bringing everybody together. It's yeah, what it's all no, about. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> That's cool. But yeah, it, is, it really is about community. So um, definitely get to this event. I, that's like peanuts but you know to, to be around I, these types of people yeah and we say this all the time it's about community and you've got local community here you're here now you've got a lot of us um, and just keep plugging into community you know people coming from all over here that are at certain levels it's no matter who you are what you're doing something's gonna rub off on you and and it's you want it to so be there and then you'll just be that much more powerful when you come back with us in this community so um, yeah that's 
that's definitely something you guys want to get to and keep finding out more and more and more about community and what's going on. So um, are you hanging out or do you have to go? I can hang out for, for a few minutes, yeah. Yeah, well, I, we, we got to get out of the room. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. Some of yeah, us I'll hang out, out there for a little bit. So, if people don't have to go home right away, I know some people do. It's, it's getting late, but Daryl and I and, and some other uh, investors and, and uh, hardcore, like Kendall, you're probably hanging around for a little bit. Yeah, so we'll be hanging around in the bar lounge. So just come uh, shoot the breeze, right? You know, trade information, right? Ask more about Justin. We'll get you, you know, if he's not here, we'll get you in touch with him. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> hang around. Awesome. Right, guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. We'll see you back in the bar. Cool. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Remember to ask the right questions. Remember to think like a millionaire. Then you will act like a millionaire. And then you'll become a millionaire. That is the goal of the House of HQ podcast. That is the goal of Seven Figure Flipping. That is the goal of everything we do here at House of HQ. Not to only help you make good money but help you create a business around it. Help you invest in you. Invest in time. It's the best thing you can ever do. So that's all I got for today. I cannot wait to see all of you in a couple weeks at Flip Hacking Live. Go to fliphackinglive.com to get on the waiting list if you would like to try and squeeze in there. Also, this will be the last week that we are accepting applicants for the seven-figure flipping program. If you want to join us in October at Seven Figure Flipping, yes, we have a few seats reserved for seven-figure flipping members. So yes, you can come to the entire week. It's at the same place as Flip Hacking Live. So if you are an experienced investor and you would like help taking your business to the next level and to surround yourself with other six, seven, and multiple seven-figure income earners, then go to sevenfigureflipping.com. That is by far and wide the fastest way that you can grow your house flipping or wholesaling business is by surrounding yourself with other people who are doing it and just doing what they do. So that is what we do at 7 Figure Flipping. Go to 7figureflipping.com to fill out an application. And I hope to see you there. Other than that, get out there, guys. Take some action. Take the right kinds of action. Keep moving forward. Don't stop. <laughs> Keep going. Just do it! And we will talk to you next time on the House Whipping HQ Podcast. Bye-bye! This has been the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at HouseFlippingHQ.com. HouseFlippingHQ.com.